Hello and welcome everyone to Elite in On Focus. On Focus is a series of conversations with people in the lead in our society and community. We speak to founders, CEOs, operators and unsung heroes setting great legacies for the future generations. I believe we all have a purpose in life and that we are constantly on a journey to find our purpose. This series is dedicated to stories and lessons from leaders in our community of all types. All opinions expressed by elite in members and guests are solely their own opinion and does not constitute to advice or recommendations. This show is for informational purposes only and to inspire you to achieve your goals and objectives. My guest today is Dr. Zoe Singh. She's a medical doctor, a wife, and a mother of two. Zoe has had a fulfilling career and a tremendous journey from South Africa to Australia. Zoe ran a medical practice in South Africa and migrated to Australia like many South Africans in the 1990s and 2000s. In our conversation, Zoe shares why she chose a medical career and why having a sense of purpose is so important. Zoe's key to success was ensuring she always had a delicate balance between work and life and remembering to always look after yourself and your loved ones. Life is a journey and you become more self-aware as you walk through life. I hope you enjoy my conversation with Dr. Zoe Singh. You mentioned the role of being a doctor, but as I've gotten older and through the years I've realised that we're all more than what we do. Yeah. And there's, um, there's a lot of danger in defining yourself in terms of what you do and to recognise that you have several facets. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm like many people, I'm a mother, a wife, a sister, you know, a colleague, a friend, and all those roles that we fill in. And typically women have multitude of roles. And the trick for me really is how can I fulfil each role the best that I can and, 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 and be constructive in my life and contribute where I can. So the work that I do as a GP I find very rewarding because essentially I'm dealing with the person right in front of me and I can see and watch and guide the journey for them so that they are in a better space and, and they benefit from whatever help I can offer. Um, so yeah, you know, even if I extend that concept into my own personal life, it's, it's about how I can be the best mum and impart whatever I've learned in my own life experience on what I've learned from work and then impart that to my children who we hope that they can also um, live happy and healthy lives for themselves and subsequent generations. Yes. So as you can hear from the accent, Zoe did, was born and raised in South Africa. Yeah. Um, so I guess, let me go, let, let's go back to the time in South Africa yeah. and a little bit about your family life and, and really what led you to pursue a medical, medical career as opposed to any other career. Just take us back to back to your early days in your twenties when you were. Um, so yeah, it wasn't, it, wasn't, it wasn't too long ago. Um, oh, I don't know. Seems like another life. So we'll walk through through um, through us uh, you know, through the lens of, of Zoe um, during the twenties and what went uh, what what you went through to to let mm. you to become a, um, a doctor. So I think when we were in about. 
sort of uh, going up to high school, we had to start thinking about what you're going to do with your life and so on. And I think uh, we were asked to reflect about, you know, what, what makes you tick and what you like doing. I've always enjoyed the company of people. I've always been very chatty. Um, and I, I do enjoy sharing in people's lives. And so it, it, it was the one thing I knew I always wanted to do something with people. Mm. And then, of course, you always, most people, not just me, several people, in fact, fundamentally, I think all people want to make a difference in helping one way or another. And I think essentially we all need a sense of purpose in what we do. Whether you do what you do, what I do, you helping people as I am, but even people that are not, you know, have, have the benefit of tertiary education, everyone wants to help in whichever way they can. Mm. So medicine was a natural choice because I also enjoyed subjects like biology mm -hmm. and uh, science was okay, you know, and, and, and it, was, it was within my natural sort of aptitude. Mm -hmm. And so applying for medicine was a natural thing. The scary thing was not getting into medicine and then what would I do instead because it's quite competitive. Um, some of my alternative choices were things like optometry and pharmacy because it would give me a similar um, sort of experience working with people and doing sort of health and science. So luckily I went to medicine. Yeah. Um, so I guess, um, yeah. So there Were was, your parents was doctors as well? No, 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 at have all. any medical, no, no. medical backgrounds? No. Um, were they the biggest influence in, in you um, pursuing your medical career? Were they your siblings that sort of yeah. um, were the biggest influence in you pursuing or was it actually driven um, internally? I think for me it was internal, but you know, neither of my parents had, had gone to university, none of them were medical. Um, my grandparents were migrants in their own time coming from China into South Africa. So, but one thing they always felt was really critical was that we had a good education. And, and lucky for me, my parents, both of them, um, um, felt that it was just as important for a girl as much as a boy to have uh, an education and be self-sufficient. Mm -hmm. So we were very lucky. Um, and so, um, you know, I think in our family, I have an older brother, just a couple of years older. He went into medicine, and uh, but it was more, only being two years ahead, already we forming our own ideas of what we wanted to do. Um, so uh, when he got into medicine, that was nice, but when I, when I went into first year medicine and he was studying, he, he would lay out all his books and I think, Oh my God, I don't think I could do that. Oh, how can I be that clever? But really, he was only reading one page from here, another page from there, but all the way, you know, all the time collating the information. And I thought, my brother's so clever. Well, he actually is. But besides that, I thought, oh, I don't know if I could do it. But when the time came to doing it, and you want to do it, and you, you, you just have to apply yourself, you can do it, actually. It's just the, the will. Once you've got the will, you can do it. And um, for me, I, I, I think... Um, if someone really wants to do it and their heart is in it, they will find the energy and the time and the commitment to do it. And medicine's really that. Actually, medicine's a lifestyle. It's not a career because it, it, it's quite pervasive in everything that you do. So um, yeah, so that's that's for me how I got into it, and, and I was really happy. I enjoyed I enjoyed all the study, mm -hmm. and then when I went into clinical and all of that, I enjoyed that too. And even today now, after I don't know, it's nearly 30 years now, I've been a GP. I do enjoy it. There's a great reward dealing with people and, and seeing the transformation and yeah. the impact that you can have. And really a lot of it is they're doing because they're just following instructions that are offered. Mm -hmm. yeah. And and I think you're, 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 you're very rightly pointed out that when you do have a will and when you do 
find this sense of purpose, you do find every mm. possible way to break those challenges and, yeah. and, and to, to overcome those fears and, mm. and to break those barriers and, and there, there is this and when you do find that it's quite rewarding and, mm. and, and you tend to find your own purpose. Sometimes it takes a couple of you know twists and turns to, 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 to get to that to, mm. to get onto that journey. Mm. But once you get onto that path it is very, very rewarding. Well, we had a lot of fun, though. Yeah. You know, uni was a great time. I yeah. think it was a wonderful time to meet new people, yeah. do sort of things that uni people did. And our day was great because it was a lot of contact hours. Mm. And our, our own medical year, there were over 200 people, so you had 200 friends straight away. Mm. You know, so that was pretty cool. Um, but then I also hung out with non-medical people a lot of the mm. time. Mm. So it was it was a really good time. Mm. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm. And would you say uh, a, a role, the, you know, what sort of role should a GP play in one's one's life? Um, can you just walk us through? Do you do you believe that GPs are overappreciated, underappreciated? You know, sort of just talk talk to me about you know what role should mm. a GP play in one in one's life? Mm. Um, so what confounds me is um, everybody says we're an essential part of everybody's health and and, and happiness. Mm. But, you know, sadly GPs aren't remunerated the way that reflects the value that we, we bring. Uh, I, I find that a bit disappointing, to be honest. Mm. Um, and, in fact, a really good GP is in, in, invaluable. Mm. So, to me, when I decided to go into GP, I, I felt that a GP should be part of every life stage that people go through. So, um, you know, it should be a person that you feel comfortable with, that you can discuss absolutely anything. It could be something that is very intimate, it could be something that's very funny, something that's not even related to your health, but it's just part of the interaction between two human beings. Mm -hmm. However, the relationship of the nature of it is actually a therapeutic partnership. So for me, I'm not the boss of you. Mm -hmm. I'm here as a partner to you. So we agree on a uh, what's going on and what we're going to do about it. Mm -hmm. And then if you don't agree, that's fine, and we discuss it and we find a way forward that we move together as a partnership. Mm -hmm. So sometimes uh, I find that um, the partnership doesn't work for whatever reason. Mm -hmm. uh, I feel I also would disengage to allow them a, another person that they could engage better with, mm -hmm. and they equally can make that choice. So uh, from a GP point of view, it's really nice when you've got a good relationship and rapport. Then you also can pick up things that the person doesn't tell you, but because mm -hmm. you know them, you can either anticipate their needs or pick up things that they don't volunteer. Okay. Mm. So you would you would uh, absolutely encourage people to have a, a strong relationship yes. with your GP, and it is in mm. their best interest to have that oh, strong yeah. relationship. Absolutely. Because uh, you know, from, from from what I'm hearing is that GP is almost the gatekeeper to 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 understanding your health, and not just understanding your health, but ensuring that your health is at the optimal level. Um, it's not you, it's not the specialist. It's the GP yeah. that you speak with before you yeah. speak to you know you see a specialist. Mm. So they become almost part of the advisory board. So many people have many advisors on this, mm. and in your what you're what I'm hearing is that GP should be one of that advisors. You know should have a seat on that on that family table. Very and much. Really, it is really absolutely in your best interest mm. to, to, to build those. And I don't think that, uh, and I know from, for myself, that I don't think that we put enough emphasis on that relationship. It becomes more transactional um, um, in, in these days, especially with bulk building and, 
and, and all of that. It's just that there's not enough emphasis on, on forming a, a strong yeah. relationship with GP. Would you would you agree? Well, Do you think some of it, you know, quite frankly, the relationship um, can still develop an adult bullying situation. It really depends on the rapport. Mm. So in a bulk building situation, I imagine you know people have to move through quickly because you've got to be effective with your time because uh, you know you, you you just have to because you've got a lot of people to look after. Mm -hmm. So often you you you're breaking up a big task into little pieces, mm. but at the end of the day, you still got to look at the patient holistically and have some sort of understanding of what's going on and then. Have a, have a structured approach to it. Do you think a lot of GPs do that? I would like to think so. Okay. There's some really good GPs and mm. they may not be vocal but they're thinking along those lines and they're trying their best to mm. render that service. But you know, out of fairness to them, if you only have so much time, it's, it's kind of difficult. Mm. So I guess you've got to think about how you want to um, achieve your goals mm. you know, and how you can deliver the patient care. But at all times, no matter what the billing structure is, the whole approach should be patient-centric. Mm. So I believe that uh, it's not about me, it's about them. How, do, how can I fit in with their world and how mm. can I guide their world to be the happiest, healthiest one mm. possible? So can you give me maybe two examples of, uh, one or two examples of how, as a result of the positive relationship that he or she has had over the many years mm. with, with you, that has had a positive impact on, mm. on, on their lives? Mm. So if you're patient-centric, you want to understand the patient in in their world, and their world is their, their position and role within their family structure, their friendship structure, and so on. So say, for example, you're my patient, and you come and you see me, and I get to know you as a person. Part of me getting to know you is also how you interact with your family. Mm -hmm. are, you, are you estranged from your parents? Do you have a close relationship with your siblings? Um, was there dysfunction in your parents when you were brought up because that obviously would have an impact on you growing up and, and subsequently as an adult. Um, and obviously we take a history about your family history because that gives us a chance to look out for things that could impact on you as a result of family history. Mm -hmm. And we would do screening accordingly to try and catch things early or pick it up early and so on. Um, so I'm a big believer in preventative health. Um, mm -hmm. And, and that's part of GP life as well. Mm -hmm. um, but to give you an example of where it pays off is, say, um, I know you and you're normally upbeat and you're coming one day and you're not yourself and you don't volunteer. I could see it straight away and I go, come on, Lilla, yeah. face up now, what's going on? And then, oh, and then at least we know and then we can address it. Yeah. Sometimes people have a lot of trouble uh, and they're not as easily able to vocalize it. Um, and then sometimes the family member will come in and tell me that they're worried about you. Mm. Then I can go. Then I can put two and two together. So you become almost like a psychiatrist. Um, well, yeah, you, you, the whole the whole thing, and, the and mental, therapist. emotional, and physical health, the okay. whole lot, the whole I package. See. Because that's a person's multifaceted. There are many aspects of, mm. of, of a person's health. And would you get a psychiatrist involved? Should should it, should it need of course, advice? Of course, yeah. yes. So the way I look at it is, each GP has their own interests and expertise. Mm -hmm. um, so it's like you know a little bit about everything, mm -hmm. and specialists know everything about nothing, uh, of little. Everything mm -hmm. about something little, we know a little bit about everything. Mm -hmm. And then you, if you have an interest, then you know more about something, mm -hmm. and so you'd be a bit stronger in that regard. Mm -hmm. And so That's there's so great. much to know. If anyone tells you they know everything, then I would run a mile yeah. because it's not possible. Mm -hmm. But um, 
you know, I guess for people to find a GP that can relate to, there must be that natural human rapport, there must be trust, and I think uh, the main thing for me is to ensure that the patient feels emotionally safe to share, and I always mm. tell them only to share when they, they feel safe with anyone, mm. and they probably do anyway. So now let's let's just take it back um, take it back a little bit um, uh, more into 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 your your life up, Zoe, in terms of your family and mm. your career. Because mm. being a doctor, it's it's not easy. Um, and so tell me how you sort of uh, juggle your career with with raising a family. Mm. You have two two beautiful children, and and a long-standing uh, marriage marriage life. So just walk me through how you juggled your career um, with mm. raising with raising young young children and, and and what did that look like what yeah. did that chaos look like oh it was quite okay i thought <laughs> so what happened was and that I, would have I, been in south africa very much yeah. most, well we we've been here probably about 14 coming 15 years yeah. so the kids are older now but it all started when um you know just like warren buffett says yeah. it, it is really important who you marry who you choose yeah. as a life partner anyway and, um, you know, I met my husband at uni. Uh, I knew him before we got to uni because in the community, people kind of know each other. Um, but in any case, we were in a friendship group and we all got to know each other and so on. But you've got to have some degree of, of self-awareness and what you're looking for so that you can mm. put it together. Uh, That's very mature. Not many people... No, I'm, I'm telling you in hindsight. I don't know if I thought like that then. Um, but cut a long story short, we're quite different in mm. many ways, but if we were the same, we'd have similar strengths and weaknesses. So mm. the differences one would think is better if they just complement each other, they're not exactly the same. Mm. So we both felt that we wanted to have children, and the main reason why I did GP practice is it was a really uh, doable way where I could marry my career with my family, because in GP you can do as much and as little as you want, if you don't want to do it, and, and then you could refer it. Mm. But if you wanted to deal with it, you could admit them and manage them from the beginning right through to the end. Mm. So um, so we, we, we had children, and uh, in South Africa we got a lot of support. Mm. Um, so we have domestic support, and we were very blessed. We had wonderful people in our lives. Um, you know, our, um, our domestic lady was more like a family member. She was a surrogate mother. Um, my wife mm -hmm. and she supported us immensely, so we were very grateful. Um, but in the in the long run, um, Patrick worked from home, mm -hmm. and then obviously I'd go to to work, and then he would he would support in terms of you know maybe fetching and carrying the kids, and and I would also sometimes do that. But because I'm going to work, he would be that that sort of support. Um, I still did the cooking, the shopping, and whatever one does with children. Yeah. I never did their homework, they have to do it, I did mine, they can do their own. Um, but when they were really little, they used to come to work with me. To the as, practice? Yes, as yeah. babies, they were breastfed and, and looked after in the practice, so we had a room at the side. And did you have a helper? Yes, yeah, so our domestic helper would be the surrogate mother, mm -hmm. so she'd have the children and when it was time to breastfeed, they had an appointment mm -hmm. in the appointment book for feeding, so instead of seeing a patient, I would be feeding the child and mm -hmm. then feed the child hand them back and then I'd see the next patient and, mm. and so it would go and then if there were gaps between them I'd go to the room and go and play with them mm. and I'd be told off if I hadn't washed my hands mm -hmm. um, and things like that so it was it was good um, but I did find it difficult because it, it split my attention and mm. you know um, 
I would rather have had it more clean. I'm at home with the kids or I'm at work with the patients. Mm -hmm. um, but it, it, it did work in the end. Mm -hmm. and, um, and then as they got older, they went to school and you fetch and carry, take them to swimming lessons. And mm -hmm. so between Patrick and I, we'd have some sort of a relay handover yeah. race, you know, yeah. with Leah yeah. helping us. And so that's how we did it. Yeah. Um, so I'd like to think it was okay for the kids. have turned out sort of okay. <laughs> Um, but but that's how we did it. So mm. I've always worked full time. When I had the kids, um, essentially I took probably only a month off, and then went back. Yeah. Mm. Um, but it's my own practice. I had a lot of flexibility, mm. and, and I, use locums, yeah. I use locums. I use locums. So mm. if, if it was weekend, I'd get a locum to work. If we want to go away, the locum would cover, and then yep. we'd go away. So the practice would still run on. Yeah. And yep. I just make sure I got a locum. I didn't have to ask someone for leave. As long as I could get a locum, yep. that was my opportunity to take a break. Oh, as, so you were running family. your own practice in yeah, South Africa. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. and yeah, so we had um, we had the medical practice which is a building and I shared with an associate mm -hmm. and so we, we we shared in the ownership of the building and the mm -hmm. running of it. But each guy had his own separate practice and then we covered each other in turns on the weekend. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, so for example Correct. Yeah. <coughs> yeah. yeah. So, so same as one doctor present. Uh, well, we'd cover over the weekend, so you might not uh, be there all the time. But if we carried a pager yeah. in those whole days, okay. no mobile phones. Mm. I'm showing my age now. <laughs> <laughs> so um, yeah. So one weekend I'm on, next weekend he's on. He'll cover mine, I'll cover his, yeah. and so it goes. Yeah. So when we do calls, Patrick and the kids, we'd all just go there and. I'd see the patients, they'd wait for me and go play, and then we'd finish, we'd go out and have yeah. a bite, yeah. and then we'd, we'd come back and see another few, and then we'd go home, yeah. and then it was dreadful the one time, they called us out in the middle of the night, and it wasn't very safe to go out on your own, mm. <laughs> so we bundled up the kids, this is at 2am in the morning, a lady fell off a horse and had complications with the head injury, and they needed me to go, and so we bundled up the kids, warmed up the car, put them in the car, we drove there, Patrick and the kids waiting in the car, saw the patient, then we drive back home. Because you can't call a babysitter at 2 a.m. in the morning. Yeah. So sometimes we do stupid things like <laughs> that. But then when you come into, oh, it's okay, I know the patient's uh, okay, it's not what we thought, we feared, yeah. and okay, we can go to sleep now. So it's so 4 a.m. in the morning now. And the patient obviously felt really comfortable to call you. Oh, they were in hospital. Okay. They were in hospital. The nursing staff called us out because the patient had deteriorated. If you were to give advice to yourself in your thirties, what would you what would you say to yourself? In my thirties, hmm. in my thirties, life was really busy, um, but I think I, I I would say the same thing to myself that I did in my thirties. Hmm. It was more about a work life balance. Yeah. Um, so I think uh, my career choice is more of a lifestyle mm -hmm. than simply a career. It's not something you just put down nine to five and forget about it. You, you kind of carry it around yeah. with you and you think about it and you, you think about people that it you become, see. It becomes who you are. It does in a way, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Maybe that's just me, I don't know how mm -hmm. other people find it. But I think the most important thing probably is the work-life balance. Mm -hmm. Remembering to take care of yourself mm -hmm. um, and, and your family and um, you know the people close to you. But at the same time, you also want to do the same at work. And so it's really a, a delicate balance and that balance needs adjusting all the time mm -hmm. because the demands of each thing changes so sure. the kids they grow and they have different needs and, mm -hmm. and you also have different oh, sure. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, I think that's really it is a work-life balance. Yeah. So I guess that and then if you if you um, 
know, what are some of the three key things that you would like the audience to, to take away from your journey like, and from, your, from the lessons that you, you've mm -hmm. learned through, through your life and you know, through your life stages? Well, I guess I can then learn from yeah, your story. Yeah, I guess, you know, for everybody's journey, um, it has to hold some personal meaning, some sense of purpose. Mm -hmm. And when a person has a sense of purpose, it's very clear what you need to do and you, you find you move through it with greater ease. Mm -hmm. That's the first thing. The other thing is what I've learned in, in things is that um, it doesn't matter so much about what people think of you. And this is something I only learned probably as I went later on in the journey that it's more important what you think of yourself at all times because mm. that can either make or break you mm. and that's really a critical thing something I wish um, I was more aware of it when I was even younger sure you know yeah um, and uh, you and know, if you were aware of it you would have done things differently well I think life is that journey where you become greatly more self-aware sure and then you have these small little epiphanies or little realizations simple yeah. awarenesses and mm. it's not necessarily one big bang but that a, goes a little, wow little, little 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 thing that incremental to, yes. to, to start to shape shape, shape the journey and start yeah. to take a different direction well it makes yeah. the journey a little bit more mm. comfortable mm, 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 because mm. then you don't angst as much as you go along the journey yeah. you think why did i worry about such a silly thing it, it, yeah. it's, it's not really material it's quite trivial yeah and you start to get a better sense of the bigger picture mm -hmm. and that's the best bit about growing old yeah. <laughs> growing older. you become wiser well it's just a little bit easier and wiser. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, when what is one kindest thing that someone has done for you that has changed your perspective in life well it's probably my parents the sole decision that they chose to empower us and not not neglect to do so mm. you know i think that's for me as a female a girl a woman whatever you want to look at it you know there's still a lot of um i say inequality gender inequality and if if my parents weren't of that thinking i think my life would be very different uh, my choices uh, my path uh, it, it would be it, it's a totally different life when you think mm -hmm. about it so they encourage you to um, just the fact that they gave me opportunities and encouraged me to, you to know, pursue them. You know, yeah. I think that that makes a huge difference. And the support that they've given you, yeah, and, and that sort of the empowerment. Yeah. And empowerment can take I think different different forms and, and, and shapes. And empowerment yeah. can come from just simply accepting your journey, yeah. simply being there for yeah. for yeah. you. Um, yes. and, all sorts of ways. Yeah. Well, thank you, Zoe, well, for, for, having me. For, for sharing your journey yeah. with us. And I hope um, you all have learned a little, one or two things. But but I guess the key takeaway is, you know, have a purpose from what I've heard. It, um, have a purpose. Have work-life balance. Look after yourself. Mm -hmm. And that, you know, it, it is really in your best interest to start forming a, a strong relationship with your GP because mm -hmm. they do, they are the real gatekeepers in, in ensuring that your health benefits are mm. first and foremost looked after because you can have all the wealth in the world but if mm. you don't have a, a good health I mean you know what 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 is it all worth for at the end of the day um, so thank you for joining thank thanks for having me yeah. take care cool